This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yelton, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. Diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, John McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. John, I guess this is the fir- this is the first actual close game the Texans have played in this year. The other four games have all been blowouts. So um, they- it was cool to see C.J. Stroud do his thing and take the lead for the Texans. Unfortunately, this is kind of a familiar thing. We saw this with Deshaun Watson all the time, where he would take a lead late in the game and then the defense wouldn't be able to hold it. And that was kind of the story of the game today, John, I thought, is they shut down the run game just fine. But who saw this coming from Desmond Ritter today? That kind of thing happens when you're missing three of your cornerbacks and you're not getting any sacks, even though they got some good pressure. But it's the first time they've showed when you're missing. Uh, we knew Stingley's going to be out, and then Tavier Thomas, Kill Griffin, who played very well. So they're missing those guys and having to play guys who a couple of them should be on a practice squad. And unless they're going to force turnovers, strip sacks, not just recovering fumbles, but, boy, the offense played bad. Running game was pathetic. They couldn't score in the red zone, couldn't move the ball on third down. Third down had been Stroud's best down, but certainly not the Falcons. They made Desmond Ritter look like Matt Ryan in his MVP season. Yeah, and it was the tight ends that did a lot of the damage, John. I know we talk about the corners that they're missing right now, but really it was the tight ends that did a majority of the damage. Now, on the final drive, it was Drake London. He had He had three catches on that final drive that the Falcons were able to engineer the tight ends. I don't know if you've seen the numbers, John, for the tight ends. I've got them in front of me here for oh, the yeah. Falcons, 14 catches for 176 yards by the Falcon tight ends today. So not having the, not having your full complement of corners was certainly the issue. And may, who knows, maybe Tavier Thomas as a slot corner winds up on those tight ends at times, but man, I don't know if it's because they were playing a soft zone or if there were, co- I got to go back and watch and see if there were coverage issues with the linebackers, but I feel like if I'm a Falcons fan, I'm going, this is why we got Kyle Pitts with the fourth pick a couple of years ago. It was one of those games today. First time he's at it, they've been thinking, why is he not going to get the ball? And Ritter, they're ready to run him out of town. They're going to feel good about him. The quarterback Houston loves the quarterback Atlanta hates, and the quarterback Atlanta hated outplayed the quarterback Houston loves something terrible because Stroud couldn't get but one touchdown on the board. And then the defense – allowed scoring drives all through the fourth quarter, I believe 181 yards in the fourth quarter, 200 and a bunch of yards, maybe 276 on the last four. One of them ended that fumble, but the defense just cratered. Still, the defense played well enough to win that game. It was the offense that screwed it up. They did, they they did, and yet they couldn't get off the field. I, the only time the Falcons – the only time the Falcons got got off the field were because of their own mistakes. You know, they had they had two drives in the first half, John, where they were in field goal range, and then penalties pushed them out of field goal range. You know, so they were, they had short punts. Um, the first was a false start penalty, pushed them out of field goal range, and then 
uh, just a really silly unsportsmanlike conduct penalty pushed them out of field goal range. And then, and and then you had the 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 two turnovers to start the second half. I just think it, it's funny because if you had told me before the game that the Falcons would run for under a hundred yards and they'd average under three yards a carry, and Desmond Ritter threw for three hundred twenty nine yards, I would have said, well, the Texans win that game by two touchdowns because it means you shut down the Falcons' running game, which we know they want to do. They want to play bully ball with you, and Ritter's probably piling up yards because he's down by two touchdowns and they're playing from behind. They won this game because of Desmond Ritter when we all thought they would lose this game because of Desmond Ritter. Completed 75% of his passes and he yeah. earned cheers there. Although he's still unbeaten at home. As he's good starter, at home. He's, he's very he's never good had home. a game like that. No, no, he's not. He's not. John, before we get to stock up and stock down, um, some interesting results from around the league today I just wanted to touch on with you before we got to stock up and stock down for this game because some of it impacts – the Houston Texans, <clears throat> one is their opponent next week, the New Orleans Saints, is coming in on a high. They destroyed the New England Patriots today, 34 to nothing. This Patriots season, John, is going to be fascinating to watch because there is nothing on that roster right now that suggests that they're going to be getting any better anytime soon. You know, it's not like they're missing a good quarterback or a big playmaker or whatever. They're, I mean, they've lost some guys for sure, but losing 34 nothing at home, this has got to be, I would imagine, John, I don't know what the first season of Belichick looked like back in 2000. I just know they went 5-11. and 11. This has to be the lowest point for the Patriots easily, right, since Tom Brady got there in 2001. Well, even in his first year, 2000, they didn't lose back-to-back -back games like this. Like this. The worst and its next worst loss of his career. They're going to be in the conversation for one of those top quarterbacks, and they certainly need him because it looks like – Mac Jones is out of there, benched again. Bailey Zappi was awful. Both of them were awful. Imagine how it'd be if they hadn't gotten one of the greatest offensive minds in history, Bill O'Brien, to come in there and tutor them. They would have scored negative seven today, John. <laughs> Bill O'Brien wasn't the offensive. There's a lot of teams. My favorite game today was watching the Broncos lose to the Jets. I was going to go and there, John. Let's I go there. I don't care about that game at all other than the fact Karma is a bitch, and nobody's finding out more than Sean Payton after he blasted Nathaniel Hackett, who's the offensive coordinator of the Jets. He played it down all week, and his time was running out. It's 31-21. Everybody, coaches, players, everybody is hugging Hackett. I've never seen an assistant coach get that many hugs while a game's going on. And Payton, you know, you talk about having egg on your face and having to eat some crow. That's what he gets for being so classless and saying that Hackett had one of the worst coaching jobs in history. Well, Hackett certainly could say that about Peyton this season. Absolutely, and probably say it about Peyton today for sure. And Russell Wilson with the fumble, the strip sack fumble to cough up the final touchdown for the Jets. because he's Russell Wilson's trying to drive for the tying field goal, and he gets stripped of the ball, fumbles. The Jets scoop it up and take it in for a touchdown to win the final margin. I guess the final margin, 31-21. I, I, I've – once it was 31-21 with under a minute left, I started getting ready for our podcast here. So, yeah, I'm super interested in that. Hey, look, those are two teams that the Texans actually play in back-to-back -back weeks later on this year as well. The Broncos in week 13, I believe, and the Jets in week 14. So, um, so in addition to the schadenfreude of getting to watch Sean Payton be miserable, those are two teams that the Texans are going to see later this year. We mentioned the Saints. John, two other teams that we know that they're going to see um, – Later this year, one of them twice, the other one in week 18 are the Titans and the Colts. And that's the other game I wanted to touch on. 
Um, the Colts beating the Titans today. So the AFC South has two, three, and two teams, two, two, and three teams. I think the big story out of that game, though, John, Anthony Richardson left again with an injury. This is the third game in the first five weeks of the season that he has not been able to start and finish. Gardner Minshew came off the bench just like he did at NRG Stadium. He played well, helped him win that game. Jonathan Taylor looked like a guy who hadn't carried the ball since midway through last season. Zach Moss, who replaced Taylor, and there's no way they're going to be able to bench Moss the way he's playing. He was fantastic, and the Titans couldn't run the ball again, and when they can't run the ball, they're going to lose. And I think right now if it looks like that Richardson might be out uh, some time on this one. If Minshew's the quarterback, they got a chance to stay right up there with the Jaguars. Isn't it amazing, Sean? Jaguars get pummeled by the Texans. Then they kill Atlanta, beat Buffalo. The Steelers get pummeled by the Texans, and they come back and beat Baltimore after winning two in a row. And then the Texans. Texans have proved they can win blowouts, but they proved at least today they can't win a close game. You know what's interesting about that, John, is Seth was the first one to bring this up, is that when D'Amico came in in January, February, whenever he was hired, and he talked about the style of football he wanted to play and how physical he wanted to be. And how, and, and all you had to do is watch the San Francisco defenses that he was coordinating. They were super physical. You know, the swarm thing is real. Um, the kill zone, real. Those are all things. The, the 49ers opponents last year lost every single week following playing the 49ers. They were 0-15, I think, um, in the, the opponents that played them. They had to play somebody else the following week. They were 0-15 the week after they played the 49ers. And there's a lot that probably goes into that. Some of it's probably coincidence. But certainly I would think that at least a portion of it is, man, we're beat up after playing this 49er team. I'm not saying the Texans don't play a physical brand of defense. They're not the 49ers, obviously, yet, we hope. Um, but – I do think there may be something to those two games like Jacksonville. The one thing I saw, John, with Doug Peterson and Mike Tomlin in their press conferences the Monday after losing to the Texans was like shock. You know, there was a there was a shock and there was a like a wake up call aspect, especially Tomlin, who was very open about we got to make some changes. We got to play more physical. They practiced in pads this week. It's funny. I, I don't know that there will be the same effect in the one loss column because of the physicality of the Texans. But I think the Texans are a better team than people thought, and I certainly think they snuck up on Jacksonville and Pittsburgh, and maybe some of that dynamic is the Texans are providing, at least early in the season, when there's maybe still not a lot of belief in them around the league, is it's like a wake-up call. Like, man, we just got blown out by the Texans. <laughs> like, we got to get back to business here. Well, that means the Falcons are going to lose this next game. Maybe so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they didn't lose in the embarrassing fashion, though, that the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Steelers. I mean, the Texans embarrassed both of those teams, you know? This is at least, at least a little competitive. 